This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom, welcome to Practical Spirituality here in the old city of Jerusalem, overlooking the Temple Mount at Asha Torah. Uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about how to disappear suffering. How do you get rid of suffering? I mean, if you think about it, you're born to suffer. <laughs> life is life's a lot of suffering. And we spend a lot of time dealing with that suffering. And some of us don't notice our suffering so much, thank God. And some of us are like really staring right at it a lot of the time. And there's different kinds of suffering. There's loneliness. There's anxiety. There's, you know, we're all going to die. I mean, that's, that's not very nice, you know. Like, but like, it doesn't matter when. And, um, and then there's illness. And then there's, you know, and then there's relationship suffering and and there's just so much suffering then there's your financials and your um but but there's there's a lot of suffering and then there's actual actual suffering you know what actual actual suffering is well it'd be hard for us a bunch of privileged jews sitting in this classroom but uh but there's actual people in the world who are just suffering meaning there's people in the millions who don't even know who haven't eaten in a day or two and don't know if they're going to be eating in the next day or two. And there's there's a lot of people out there suffering big time, big time. So what we're going to talk about today is how to disappear your suffering. There's different ways to do it. Yeah? Isn't suffering a choice? Meaning, like, what you're talking about is, like, pain versus suffering? Because pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, for sure. So we, we'll start with you. What's your name again? Mayor. Mayor, Mayor. I never got your name. We'll start with mayor. Mayor's, uh, the first is uh, that, that suffering, pain is inevitable, suffering is a choice. Just like little kids, little toddlers, when they fall down. suffer from pain. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. But we have little, we've had little kids, we've all seen little kids fall down, bad, like a real wipeout. And they still look up at the parents for how to react. Now they see the parents going, oh no, oh no. You know, and then the kid starts freaking. Because something's wrong, obviously. But they, but they needed us for a reference. Because it's not obvious that a big bike wipeout yeah. for a toddler is pain. It's, sorry, is suffering. His body hurts, but he doesn't know how to relate to it. There are even tribes that don't relate to pain the way we do. There are tribes that laugh when they get hurt. There's one anthropologist was... One anthropologist was in a country where, where when they hit rocks on the river, they had to, you know, they get out and they carry the canoe up the mountain to the next part of the river. You know, we're talking about big hollowed out logs. These are heavy canoes that hold like 10 people. So like, at one point, they, they all slipped and the canoe pinned one of the Indians against a tree. You know, the pelvis, you know, like under, pinned till they could get it off of them. It was the funniest thing that happened to him on a week of travel, you know. And, and here's this guy pinned, hysterical, and everyone's hysterical with him. And the anthropologist was just like, "What is wrong with these people?" <laughs> but there are there is such a tribe, at least one, out there. That was in the Amazon, and. Um, what's typically less other people's pain? You do see a lot of that, like. Yeah, but that's already sick. Now, um, okay, so another thing about, about disappearing pain is now. You can always deal with now. Can everyone deal with now right now? Yeah. yeah. Can you deal with now? We can all deal with now. Now we can do it. Can you deal with the, everything you've got to do for the next year now? 
Now, what's going to happen if you're going to let your mind start traveling down that line? Anxiety. You get you get louder. Anxiety. You get anxiety. Anxiety is projecting the mind down the future instead of staying in the now. But now you can always handle. And I actually do this as an exercise whenever I need dental work, and they're coming up with me to me with that syringe right to my gums, and that's the last thing you want in your gums is a needle in your gums. That ain't cool. But I'll practice it because I'll say one needle now. Yeah. I can deal with one needle now. Now I can deal with one needle in my gums. Because now I can deal with that. Now I can handle anything. It's thinking about, I mean, obviously you're not going to have a needle in your gums all the time, but thinking about, I don't know, uh, let's say someone has chronic back pain. So you have back pain now. Now, if it's chronic, that means you're going to have it. Where's the suffering come from? Future. The future. The future, because right now, it is what it is. It's the amount of pain it is right now is what that person's dealing with. But it's the projection of the future that causes the real suffering. Now, but let's go like this. Check this out. There's two kinds of suffering. Um, when it comes to suffering, there's a kind you can fix and there's a kind you can't. The kind you can't is the Gilgul suffering. It's called Gilgul suffering. That's the kind you can't fix. And then there's the kind, well, there is something you can do for Gilgul suffering. We'll talk about that in a minute. And the other kind is what you call the <coughs> karmic suffering. Karmic suffering. Now, let's talk first about the karmic suffering, because that's the one you can really fix. Karmic suffering is is suffering that's caused by your stink bug energy. No offense. <coughs> Each one of us has a bit of a stink bug in us. Uh, just for example, example, you know, all, every single one of us was born to love. That's it. You are love, ultimately. But if you'll check, if we interviewed all of you, I bet you we'd find out that you would rather want love than have it. And the proof will be when you're married, whether you play games and sabotage things because you prefer to want it than have it. But almost every person you'll meet, especially in the Western system, in Western society, would rather want it than have it. A lot of us don't even know how to have it because we were hurt. And so we don't even know how to put our love forward in a way that feels safe to us, so we just hold it back. And so we further the drought of everyone's most important need. Now, that's stink bug energy. And stink bug energy you can heal. Now, I only use one example of love, but there's all kinds of stink bug energy. I mean, this is why if you take wealthy people and you could predict that there's going to be more wealth coming their way. And if you take poor people, you can predict there's going to be more poverty coming their way. It's just a basic principle of reality. Doesn't make sense. What kind of God would... I mean, it sounds like a lousy, you know, like cruel God. That the wealthy people are probably going to have more wealth coming their way, and the poor people are probably going to have more poverty coming their way. And we all know that's how it works. Well, it's because of their the energy that you emit is what's coming back towards you. So people with money emit a certain energy that attracts money, and people in poverty emit a certain energy that attracts poverty. This is why the transformation, which is my work, I mentioned the possibility of seminar. That seminar is literally and only, literally and only there to transform your vibrational energy. That's it. 
just so that you can start having what you want instead of getting much more of what you don't want. If you notice, you keep getting more of what you don't want in your life. So you can actually have what you want, but you got to go through a crushing crucible to get there because you're going to have to face your demons. If you want to do that, you got to face your demons, look them right in the face and go like this. But it's pretty scary. It's pretty scary until you go, and your demons just kind of go. Go <laughs> watch it later. What, you, sorry, what's, what's your name back there? Daniel. Daniel, what's up? No pronouns, please. Just no pronouns. It's not you, Zardy. I don't know what it is. If one was brought up in a certain way, isn't it bad to try and change that? It's bad, to, it's bad to stay with that. That's what's bad. If you're brought up in a certain way, it's bad to stay. What do you? T- I mean, if depends. What, if your if your family is stink bug energy, and it creates it creates um, scarcity, it's not caring and loving and 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 uh, effervescent. You keep the good. So if that's the way your family is, you must change that. If people don't share their feelings in your family, that must change. So your your kids can be raised in a clear home with clean air. You must it's change. possible to change it. For sure. In a healthy way. Yeah, it's not even a big deal. <laughs> you just need courage. A lot of courage. But, uh, but as long as you got the courage, go for it. And the beauty today is that everyone knows you can't change your own. We have a principle in Judaism. Ein chovesh motzi A captured person, like you're captured in the energy of your upbringing. A captured person cannot get himself out of jail. So that makes it even easier on you. Why? Because once you put up that white flag that I'm never going to be able to do this alone, well, then you give it, to, give it to someone else. Go put yourself in front of it. It doesn't have to be my seminar. Put yourself in front of any seminar leader. And just bring yourself in on a silver tray like a pigeon a bin. And just like drop yourself right in front of the guy and say, change my life. Because I can't. But how many people have the courage? How many people have the courage to, to surrender themselves to a process and to a leader who can take them for a week and transform their energy. How many people have that kind of courage? We're all so addicted to our autonomy. And I can tell you just, I got, you want to hear an amazing story? I'll tell you an amazing story. Um, throughout the years, I've sometimes sniffed out that some people are doing my, my seminars their way. <laughs> meaning, meaning they came to my seminar designed by me but they're doing it their way. And haven't we all done jobs, went to camps, went to schools that had a way of doing things, but we did it our way? So sometimes I'm running a seminar and I'm sniffing out that people are doing it their way. So what do I do? It's the penultimate night. Only a Britishman would know the word penultimate. What's penultimate mean? The night before the last. It just means the, the one before the last in anything. It could be the penultimate page of a book. Everyone try a new word, penultimate. Penultimate. The one before the last. So, so we're on the penultimate night, and I can sniff out that people are doing the seminar their way, which means I'm gonna. No one's graduating tomorrow. It's a bluff because they all did it their way, which is the way humans are. Anyway, so whatever. So what do I do? I have everyone raise their hands who will swear that they did everything as it was designed. All the homeworks, all the work we did, everything they did it fully. So guess what? 
out of 30 guys, 20 raised their hand, 10 didn't. I get the 20 to line up in front of everybody. And then some the 10 sitting are feeling like, oh, gosh. And then you know what I say? It's really cruel that I do this, but it's a cruel seminar. So <laughs> it's not that cruel. In the context of seminar, this isn't that cruel, but you know what I actually say? It's horrible. I say, the people standing up right now are the ones doing the possibly of seminar. The people sitting are doing the possibly of seminar their way. But here's what I want to tell you. That wasn't what I wanted to tell you. What I wanted to tell you is I was running an Israeli one. I started doing it for Israelis. This, this year was the Israeli. I've already done eight. That's why I dropped the English people. And um, people were ready to kill me. So we're doing one February 24th for English, finally. And maybe another sometime. But anyway, so listen to this. The, oh, if you're watching this live, Muncie Men's is uh, November 10th. Sorry, February 10th. Just like a couple weeks from now. And women's is, starts February 11th in Muncie, but it doesn't matter where you live in the tri-state area, come. Now, the, uh, <clears throat> it was the Israelis. And I just noticing that that smell of them doing it their way was super strong. So I finally, it's the penultimate night, and I asked the Israelis, I say, so raise your hand if you've been doing the seminar exactly as it's designed. You're not missing anything of the homeworks. Nothing. <coughs> You've done it all. You ready for this? 30 men, two raise their hand. <laughs> and now these two men, I put them in front of everybody. I'm like, they're doing the philosophy of seminar. You're doing the seminar your way. And it was a joke. So I'm just, we sat there for a half hour. It's the end of the night. It's, 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 it was 11. It was time to go home. We all sat there for a half hour. They were so depressed when they saw my face because I was so disappointed. And they know I've given my heart and soul. And so I, I'm sitting amongst them. Two guys are standing up there for a half hour. And we're discussing, we're discussing, we're discussing what, what happened. What the hell went wrong here? You know what we realized? After everyone tried, I got it. It was a miracle. I got it because I don't know Israeli culture the way they do. I got it, man. You know what I said? <laughs> I said, Israelis. Anyone hang out in Israel a bit? Yeah, you know Israelis? Yeah, Israelis are scared to death of being friars. Which means, in Hebrew, that means fools. Like getting tricked. They do not want to get tricked. And that's why this country... You know why it's hard to make a living in this country? You want to know why? Because there's Jews... Put Jews amongst Gentiles. They will always rise to the top. Because we see... We see how to thread that needle like no Gentile could in the financial or any other field. We know how to thread that needle, especially when we're playing in a Gentile world. Like, like what do you think was going to happen when a handful of Jews moved to Mexico City who would be running the place, you know? But put a bunch of Jews in one country together where everyone's scared to death of being the fool. It makes for messed up lack of trust types of business affairs. And the energy's not great, and it's scarcity, because everyone's so afraid of... Anyway, so what happened? I tell them, I tell them, you're so afraid to get ripped off. You gave your money, it's not a cheap seminar, you gave your money, you gave your time, but you said, you said, the one thing I'm not going to give, the one thing I got left. What's that? Trust. Well, me. Me, to put myself on that platter and put myself in front of someone to take me on that journey. That's why we <laughs> talked about this. 
and you should have felt the energy in the room because they all just went like, boom. They're all just like, yes, that's it. And then I said to them, and you want to know who's the biggest fryer of all? You guys are the biggest fryers of all. Because in the end, the reason that you're not going to get the transformation that you came for, for your energy shift, is simply because you didn't put yourselves into it. Because you were so afraid of, of having lost not just your money, and not just your time, but your actual, like, you put yourself in and you didn't get your breakthrough. And so that's why you don't have your breakthrough, because you never put yourself, keep your money, keep your time, but put yourself into things. Put yourself into life. Karmic energy can be shifted. You got to clean your stuff, clean up your act. Now, you don't necessarily need a seminar for everything. Like, you get feedback, especially if you're married to a Jewish woman. Oh my gosh, do you get feedback? (laughs) We get feedback. People are giving you feedback. Listen, if you got roommates, listen to what they say. If your roommates are feeling resentful of having your stuff everywhere, well, that's feedback. Yeah, there's a bit of a a slob in you. Yeah? And so, take that feedback. If people keep buying you deodorant (laughs) for your birthday, you're getting feedback. Yeah, so, anyway, we're getting plenty of feedback. And also, God has a way of just perfectly having your vibrational energy get feedback. And so... We're all getting that feedback all the time. And so we, we need to hear the feedback and we need to shift our lives. This stuff you can fix. But what about Gilgal suffering? How do we fix Gilgal suffering? What's Gilgal suffering? Gilgal suffering is cosmic debt from your previous life. Isn't that karma? No. Karma is the local stuff going on. This is the big, this is the global, this is like the global level. Okay, they can be used interchangeably, but we're distinguishing them now. From karmic energy to reincarnation. The word Gilgal means reincarnation. It comes from the word Galgal, a wheel. Because reincarnation is like a wheel. You keep coming back to this earth. And you have cosmic debt. All of us have cosmic debt. There are certain things, no matter how clean your energy is, how clean your karmic energy is, it doesn't matter. You're going to have to deal with this stuff, the Gilgal stuff. By the way, there's one other thing you're going to have to deal with no matter what. One I'll take a question in a minute. There's another thing you're going to have to deal with no matter what, and that is um, <laughs> your children. Because we're like, you know how they cut the umbilical cord when the baby's born? They don't really cut it. Not for the mother or the father. Think about it. Whatever you guys go through, your parents are going through Everything you go through, your parents are going through. It's so freaky. So freaky that we... It's a crazy we're willing to have children. And we have to have children. We all have to have children. That's the craziest thing, that we have to have children. You know how, like, the liberal left today, like, oh, I'll probably want to have children. They'll say stuff like that. We're all going to have children. We're commanded to. It's crazy. I was just learning the Zohar. I was just learning in the Zohar what happens to someone. This week's partial. I was in Miron at Rebbe Shimon's grave learning Zohar. It talked about what happens to someone who chooses not to have kids. Meaning, it had nothing to do with people who couldn't have kids or nothing to do with someone who never even could get married to have kids. We're talking about someone who chose not to have kids or chose not to get married so they wouldn't have kids 
or chose birth control over kids or whatever. Do you Gentile? What? Do you Gentile? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just say it wasn't pretty. And let's just say they still give birth. I don't want to give you any gory details, but there's still births had. They're just... I'm not even going to say. Please. No. <laughs> I'll, you know what? I'll say it in Hebrew. And the, I'll say it in Hebrew. And I'm... <coughs> you already said it. <laughs> okay, I'm out. I'm out of that one. Okay. Anyway, but we are so linked to our children. We're so linked to our children, so... I gotta add another one. Kids. <laughs> this one you can this one you can be. This one you can't be. And this one you can't be. Okay, so these we're gonna be suffering no matter what here. Okay? Now um, I think kids and Gilbert go together. <laughs> they do, they're very related. Because no, no, our these souls in the category of these souls are all very connected to each other. They're all very connected to each other. And in fact, that same Zohar was saying, that same Zohar was saying that uh, that someone who comes to mar- be married through a, uh, someone who makes a leveret marriage, because the if this brother of somebody passes away with no children, so the brother <coughs> has to take the wife, and she gives birth to the reincarnation of her de- her deceased ex husband sorry her deceased husband and and that means the child born into the world's soulmate is his mother <laughs> uh, that's weird but the uh, but it, but and and it's and it says there um, uh, other Kabbalists say on that pasuk on that Zohar sorry that the uh, that it's really hard for that person to find a soulmate Really hard. It's possible, but really hard. Whereas some other Kabbalists intimate that it's it is the, the soulmate in this world. When they're born into the world, they have to agree to not have a soulmate, like a real soulmate. I mean, they might have a life partner that they marry, but but it's not going to be on the soulmate level. Okay, guys, we're going to wrap this up a bit. Yeah, we're, this is not the soulmate class right now. Okay, my bad for even bringing up more Zohar. Okay, now Gilgals. There is something you can do about the Gilgal stuff. You ready for this? What happens is when people suffer, they generally resist rather than surrender. And so people who resist Gilgal suffering, it tends to repeat itself throughout their life. Like they keep going through the same rough stuff. And this is not karmic rough stuff. This is Gilgal rough stuff, which means it has to happen. And they'll actually keep going through it, but it gets even worse if they resist it all the way to their death they're going to come back and do a full repeat till they surrender. What does it mean to surrender? It means to accept. When, once they accept it, they're clean. And they're clear of it. So the way you get rid of Gilgal suffering, that's the inevitable suffering that's going to come just from your life, from cosmic debt from previous lives. All you have to do is surrender to it and accept it. That's it. Surrender to it and accept it. Um, Kids, obviously, you got to be on a high level and realize that you got to cut your own umbilical cord and realize your kids are going to go through stuff no matter what. I mean, just like you, just like you went through stuff no matter what, your kids are going through stuff no matter what. why are they? Why are your kids not going to go through stuff? You're expecting you're going to go through stuff. Obviously, your kids are. And so, the way to get rid of that suffering is to realize your kids are also having their own gilgal. 
Okay, everyone. Shalom, shalom. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.